Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service with Slowburn. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. It's more than a mobile lounge. It's an environment and an experience rich in history, luxury, and personality. An elegant extension of any celebration occasion. It's the perfect escape and meeting place. A space where you can relax or enjoy a shared passion. Have Slowburn plan your next big event or before you are planning to celebrate your win over your athletic rival, you can shop our collections at www.slowburnwaco.com. But if they want to tap, uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Spin class was brutal. Oh, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. You really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvée.
yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, she tap. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talkin they know what they be talking about. Talkin they can press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love you. So listen to Professor. This is Dr. Cavill inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. And as you see, Professor. Washington is out on assignment. Man, I can't believe that this is first week of the semester and he scheduled a conference. What what, what kind of family member does that? I guess it's a, high on a the, busy one. Right? Yeah, exactly. If you're high on that food chain and you, you're, you're so in demand, you can see that. You see your boy trying to show out a little bit. I see, I see. I like that. That, that, that ice box has been good to me. The ice box has been good to me, so I forgot. Put it on a little bit for everybody. Uh, with that being said, I did want to share it uh, and say, Charles Bishop, I see you representing Rush College. I like the look. For those that don't realize, it's cold down here. It's cold. So we we didn't put on all the warmer clothes. People don't understand. You Texas, we're not used to this, so we freak out when it just dips just a little bit. Just a little bit. Freak out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, let me welcome up to everyone to episode 231 of Inside the HBC Sports Lab show and podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBC sports, um, covering the sporting dash, as we say, institutions large and small from NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture and HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to Case Waste 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Fame. Ralph Cooper in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. Man, spring semester has begun in earnest around these parts, which yes, means sir. we are in conference play. Whether that's the SWAC, the MEAC, your North Carolina A&T in Hampton, that's the Big South, at least for Hampton for a short while. Looks like they'll be moving to the CAA. Uh, I don't even want to use the other term. And then you have Tennessee State in North <laughs> Speaking of A&T, we'll get into that. They were in action yesterday. I will say this. One thing that is a benefit of these teams being in multiple conferences you do see teams scheduled over a lot more days than the traditionally Saturday and Monday that you're used to for the SWAC and MEAC. You have some of these other days mixed in. OVC tends to do a Thursday, Saturday. The Big South does multiple days in a week. They'll do a Wednesday, uh, oftentimes, as well as a Saturday. So you might see different days. So you can go multiple days where you can catch at least an HBCU uh, program at the Division One level, and that doesn't mean that you have multiple days for the SIC, CIAA, and those independent programs, and let's show some love to the NIA programs and the Gold Soul 
Gulf Coast Athletic Conference, along with many of those NIA programs that are in the Red River Athletic Conference. Give you some updates of what's going on there. Good basketball being played at all levels among HBCU programs. With that being said, any big news out there that you want to share? Scott, you excited this week, Charles? Yeah, we got a lot of uh, news uh, that we're going to share. Let me start things off, Dr. Bill, on a bit of a somber note as we celebrate all things within this uh, HBCU diaspora space. Uh, I wanted to read a tweet from uh, Delta Sigma Theta. It is with great sorrow uh, that De Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated shares the passing of our beloved national president and chair of the National Board of Directors, Cheryl A. Hickman. President Hickman transitioned peacefully on on today after a recent illness. So we want to send out our prayers and condolences uh, to all those listeners, members of Delta Sigma Theta, uh, part of this uh, great community, uh, which we celebrate within this space. <clears throat> yeah, when you talk about the greater HBC diaspora, you know I've certainly felt the need to connect um, the bigger picture of what that looks like and um, without a doubt, Delta Sigma Theta with the other fraternity sorority or amongst that uh, group, if you would. And it is sad um, we have to deliver that information. With that being said, on a much more brighter note, NBA TV, it looks like SWAC is at it again. Um, and we remember last year they debuted NBA TV games and Jackson State and Grambling State were a part of it. Uh, but this year they moved to two games. Mm -hmm. over a two-week period that will be broadcast on NBA TV. Um, as last year was TNT, so it'll be interesting to see if that goes up again. But you know there's a partnership between TNT and NBA TV. So I wonder if a lot of that is coming from that perspective. But the news, and I want to get your thoughts on this, four live Southwestern Athletic Conference men's and women's basketball games featuring Grambling and FAMU in Texas Southern in honor of Black History Month on back-to-back -back weekend Saturday, February 5th in Saturday, February 12th. Texas Southern will be showcased, and I'm sure folks are excited around here, including VP of Interclusion Athletics, Kevin Granger, soon to be Dr. Kevin Granger as he's going through the program there, uh, working on his dissertation. Charles, did you believe that? Getting it done. Wow, wow. The network's live game covers of swipe basketball will tip off at Texas Southern University at FAMU. So Texas Southern will travel at FAMU. I might actually find my way to that game. I'll keep the listeners up if I get a chance, especially those out there, the Rattlers. Um, um, I'll plan to look and see if I can get into Tallahassee for that Saturday, connect up with some folks. They have some professors out there in their sport management program and their kinesiology department are doing really good things. And I promised I would get out there for them as well. So it might be a good chance to take advantage of it. The women's game for Saturday, the February 5th, more importantly, is at 1 o'clock Central Standard Time. The men's game will be at 3.30. One week later, Texas Southern will host Grambling State on Saturday, February 12th, with the women's game at 1 o'clock and the men's game at 3.30. So early tip-offs uh, to get in some action. NBA TV pregame, halftime, postgame studio coverage. So they get the studio coverage as well. Uh, on Saturday the 5th, will be led by Stephanie Reddy, starting at 12.30 with analysis by Renee Montgomery and Sam Mitchell, as they always do the following week. Roy Parrish will host cup studio coverage with Alice Grant Hill and Rick Mahorn on Saturday, February 12th. Obviously, when you talk about Rick Mahorn, Hampton University, so I'm sure he'll be excited 
uh, to be able to represent some HBCU connections that he directly has. And I'm sure when you really take down the lineage, it wouldn't surprise me if the other uh, hosts uh, and analysts have their HBCU connection one way or the other. Because as we talked about, the HBCU sporting diaspora is just that. Let me get your thoughts on that, Charles. Yeah, I mean, that's tremendous exposure for all programs involved. Talking about Texas Southern and Florida a to start things off uh, February 5th and then Texas Southern again against Grambling. So, uh, and I have to commend Florida a They always do such a, a tremendous job when they when this national coverage uh, descends upon their campus. They just do a, a bang-up job in terms of showing that school spirit. So, uh, two worthy programs in terms of uh, getting that exposure. And, and then uh, you got some great games going on with, with Texas Southern Florida and m and, and Texas Southern and Grambling on the following week. And then have that, that, that studio exposure. It's going to be a tremendous uh, uh, time in terms of uh, watching these teams on NBA TV. So looking forward to it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I can't wait to get in there. I'll be sneaking up and, and doing some basketball reviews in person this weekend as the home games for Prairie View. And Texas Southern as the Alabama invades the state of Texas. Can they get away with that Texas two steps? Should be some interesting matchups, as we said on Tuesday. These games will be close. So we'll get a deeper dive in terms of what that looks like. But I want to go back to you to see if there's some other news uh, that's hot on the table that you want to share and discuss uh, for our viewership out there. And as yeah. we do that, before you jump there with that, let me give a shout out to some of them while they're here. LaShan Harris, Jerome Jeep Sutton, Reggie. Walston is in here. Good evening, gentlemen. As he says, Chuck Hunt always in the building. Jerome says, hello, everyone. Rattle up. Basketball. Uh, he's ready. He's excited. My condolences, as we said, Chuck Hunt talks about in terms of the ladies of Delta Sigma Theta. Ricky Burton is in the house. Uh, who else we got in here? James Knox, Virginia Union Panthers. Licking our wounds after unsuccessful hunt at Louis State. Yeah, that was a tough one. Close game. The Bulldogs, those rivalries in the CIAA are magical and mystical in so many different ways. And so much history in terms of how they go back. That was a tough one. I did catch uh, some of the write-up of what that looks like. Juan C. Hill is in house. Big time. Prairie A&M alumni is checking us out. Troy Franklin in the house. Who we got? Karen Griffin, always doing it. Representing SIAC in the house, no doubt. Pamela Richard Henderson. Talk about SIAC basketball at East Division. Mixing up a little more than the West. We'll keep up with that. Interregional, you know, what's going on there? Bobby Knight, Jeanette, Janine uh, Burks is in here. Kay Johnson, great evening sports lab fanatics. Yes, yes, yes. G Boom Holly uh, is in the house. He also says um, condolences to Signe Jackson family. Yeah. Alabama yeah. and Hall of Fame photographer passed away. I've had so many great dialogues with him and much respect just the legacy, and you can imagine all the different pitches he's caught in terms of a photography of history uh, for Alabama A&M Bulldogs, and a lot of times that means SIC foes, SWAC foes, including that big rivalry with Alabama State and some of the in-state rivalries with Miles and Tuskegee. He's chronological, a lot of that. He was always pleasant and always in good spirits. So, yeah, it was with great despair that I heard that news, uh, Sidney Jackson in. I'm sure Boom Holly wanted to make sure he got that out being a photographer. Yeah, thank so, you. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Shared a lot of that. Um, so just wanted to shout out a couple of folks. Edwin D. Moore before I turn it back to you, Michael Ford. Uh, we'll get back and uh, shout out some other ones. Thomas White Jr. is in the house as well. 
Jerome Jeep Sutton, yeah, recruiting is not dead. That's for sure. He has the fire out there. Yeah, it's hot. It's hot. Uh, speaking of that, you got the flips. You know, we talking about flipping uh, uh, Florida State to Jackson State. Well, now we got to flip into conference flip, Southern <laughs> to Grambling State. Woo, you know that rivalry is going to be real interesting. You start flipping recruits, that just gets a little nasty and tickling the bone. What else you got out there for? I just tease out and get so excited right here. What you got for me? Yeah, let's take a look at the uh, SWAC men's and women's uh, weekly honors. Uh, let's take a look for this past week. Uh, SWAC has tapped Florida a Dylan Horton, and Texas Southern's Adriana Avant as the SWAC women's basketball week, uh, weekly honors for their outstanding performance player of the week. Dylan Horton, she averaged 24 points per game while shooting 43% from the field uh, during FAMU's last two outings against Pine Bluff. She scored 22, collected five rebounds. And against uh, missing balance, he had 26 points while tallying five rebounds and two assists. The impact player of the week for women was Adriana Ivett. Uh, she had two high score performances where she averaged 24 points this past week. She scored 25 to go with seven rebounds and a steal uh, during TSU's outing at Alcorn against Jackson State. She contributed 23 points, three rebounds, three steals, and one assist. So those were uh, the women's. Uh, basketball uh, uh, honors for this past week. Do you have the men's? Yeah, let me pull up the men's because it looks like my computer just went down, but let me see if I can pull it up real quick here on the men's side of the ledger. And As you're pulling it up, I give a shout out to uh, Jake Mack, another photographer's in here, boy. They're coming in deep. I like how they represent support each other. That is a unique family uh, when you talk about that. Um, but what else you got for? Yeah, let's take a look at the men on the men's side here in the swag. Swag has tapped Florida AM's MJ Randolph and Mississippi Valley's Caleb Hunter uh, for Swag Men's Basketball Weekly Honors. Let's take a look at the player of the week. MJ Randolph, another stellar week, averaging 23 uh, and a half points, seven rebounds, four assists, two and a half steals uh, in the Rattlers' victory at UAPB and Mississippi Valley. His two 20 point games this past week are his fourth straight and put him at 10. On the season, impact player of the week was Caleb Hunter. He averaged 26 points, two and a half rebounds, two steals, and one and a half assists while shooting 47.5% from the floor, 37% from the three-point line. Had a career-high 31 points versus FAMU, along with a season's best six three-pointers while shooting 55% from the field. Yeah, it's great, great. And yeah, McCullough over there at FAMU averaging 20 plus points a game on this. I watched him against Valley, man. He just seemed to do what he wanted to do. And Valley kept picking at him, kept picking at him. And when I say picking at him, I mean picking at the Rattlers about seeing how they can make a run. So they scored, but he would come in and it was like a four or five and he would just stretch it out, just keep it just safe enough distance where um, Valley couldn't put the pressure on him. And uh, he's magical shooting from all over the floor, going to the basket. So uh, it's going to be entertaining to watch him the rest of the season, what that looks like. Shout out to uh, Edwin. He says, man, that's not funny. I think he was talking about the Southern flip to Grambling. Well, I got a little love for you. you heard that. I'll share it back to you. Southern Lance, LSU linebacker Dante Stark. So, you know, y'all still in the magic. Y'all still getting the gun. Y'all still out there big time. Uh, with that being said, so I'm fascinating. Texas Southern, we shared about uh, how the championship game at the uh, Power Five level, FBS level, featured Texas Southern uh, University alumni, both for Georgia and LSU. Well, guess what? 
UGA's assistant passing game coordinator that we told you about, Cortez Hankey, that has, yeah. still has records here at Texas Southern University. He takes the same position at LSU uh, in terms of uh, getting that done. So fascinating. Uh, credit to HBCUGameDay.com for getting that out there in the marketplace. So I'm sure that he got uh, compensated really well for that move. So excited for him to see what that looks like. If he's not careful, man, we ain't gonna be able to see if we can pull him back <laughs> for any type of job in the scratch. Uh, you're gonna have to say the price went up yesterday's yeah, price. Yeah, price went up. We've seen it so much. These prices went going up, boy. I tell you. With that being said, stick with us. Uh, we're gonna take this first quarter break and get back into the second quarter. We're gonna start taking a deeper dive and see what's out there in terms of some games that you can look at for the week. Might sneak in uh news a note here and there. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this quick break to give you some more action on the hardwood. Nope. Nope. Come on, him. Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like really loves. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're gonna tell you if your team, if they wanna love laugh and who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he's gonna teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Mike is out on assignment, so we're here with Charles, Professor Bishop. Let's look at that game that was played last night. That was North Carolina A&T. North Carolina A&T Aggies are on the road. UNC Astro Bulldogs. Um, you'll see a lot more of this action in terms of the Big South. One of the things that were results of North Carolina A&T leaving the MEAC going into the Big South is you have a lot more of these regional friendly games with a lot of teams, North Carolina, some in South Carolina. So you'll see these matchups. It's going to be interesting to see what this looks like. So uh, you had North Carolina A&T won against Asheville on the road. So it's a big win anytime you're going on the road, 73 to 71. Obviously, conference play. So A&T improves to 4-1. and one. They're at 9-10 and 10 overall, just one game away from 500. 
That's big this time of the year when you can get that done. Watley's late heroics helped North Carolina A&T pass UNC Asheville 73-71. Um, Justin Watley made one of two uh, foul shots with eight seconds left in the game uh, to put a little more comfort in terms of that. And then they held UNC Asheville that missed on a three. It looked like to possibly try to win the game. So credit to the defensive side of the ball. Um, uh, as you see, um, Horton, 7 to 10, 17 points uh, guard was really sharp in that game. And then you had uh, Pember put up 20 points, but he was unable to convert that last one. Uh, as he's four of six from the field, 10 and 11 free throws. Uh, that was a guard from North Carolina Asheville. Break down what are your thoughts generally in terms of what you see going on in the Big South? Obviously a major statement, uh, at least in the Northern Division, Aggies have put themselves at the top of the conference. Yeah, well, you take a look at uh, North Carolina A&T, they're starting to prove to be road warriors. That's that third road man in four tries. And even on that loss, you know, they did a great job of, of fighting and getting back in that game. But uh, big night on the boards. They out-rebounded uh, their opponent 41-30 on, on, the, on the board. So uh, shout-out to A&T in terms of getting – getting them whooping UNC Asheville on the boards. But big nights, you know, you take a look at Demetri Gordon, 17 points, David Beatty, uh, 15 points, Marcus Watson, 14 points. So they got uh, really good scoring across the board uh, uh, in terms of getting that win. And like I said, any, any win on the road, those, those are huge, especially around this time of the year. Right, and they get to come back home. They have Longwood that's ahead of them at 3-0, but they're sitting right there at 4-1. They'll have that matchup coming up in a couple of weeks. But this Saturday, they play Campbell, North Carolina A&T. Campbell is sitting at 9-7 overall, 9-10. As we told you about A&T, this is a 4 o'clock game that will be on ESPN this Saturday. Interesting matchup in terms of teams that are looking to make sure they position themselves in a race. In terms of conference play in the Northern Division, which you're focused on if you're A&T, Campbell fighting Campbells are 2-3. and three. Um, so they have a couple of losses. They can't afford any more losses, and they go on the road. We know what Corbett Center is. They play really well there. Great crowds to support them. I see A&T getting it done against Campbell, but this is one. If you're A&T, to stay in the road and make sure that you put just some uh, space between you and continue to do what you want to do to ultimately be at the top of the North Division, this is a game they have to have. Yeah, talk about a game they got to have. And like you said, uh, uh, the crowds of Corbett are uh, looking forward to uh, uh, A&T getting back home and getting in front of those friendly crowds. And you started off the show, Doc. Yeah, students are back now. Uh, so now you get the DJ in just playing the 40 and 50-year-olds. He's playing to the students. You get the band in there. Uh, you get those underground lines walking around. Uh, all that fun stuff. So this is, this is, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is when it becomes fun. All the students are back there. <laughs> you slept that in there real smooth, <laughs> underground lines. Come on, hey, you got somebody to buy your snacks at the uh, basketball game now. Um, mm -hmm. High Point uh, is on the road at Hampton this weekend, obviously. So that's an interesting uh, one to me as well because A&T, as you know, just faced off when you talk about High Point. Uh, as High Point was the team that defeated North Carolina A&T 78-71. So I'm interested to see what Hampton is. They're struggling 0-3, but did want to show them some love. That's the game there. Let's go into what we call the OVC, Tennessee State, to see what they got going on as they were actually playing this evening. Uh, they take on Southeast Missouri State. 
that's a seven o'clock game. So right after we get on the show, I'll get a chance to zoom in and take a look at that and see what's going on. This is another one that Tennessee State has to find a way to win if they're going to get it done. And then obviously Saturday, as I told you, they do that Thursday, Saturday split. They have Austin P at home. So Tennessee State um, has to take advantage at least uh, see what they can do in terms of the road victory against Southeast Missouri State. This is a team that is just one in three in terms of the conference rate, six and 11 overall. And then you have Austin P at 0 and 3, 4 and 9. I believe, you know, we talk about splitting on the road. Obviously, they got one at home, one away. This is a two game set in terms of where these teams sit in the conference. If you're Tennessee State and you want to kind of position yourself to move up, I think Murray State and Moorhead State teams that have beaten them already are far out the way, but at least see if you can fit in that second, I mean, that third or fourth position. These are games you got to win. What do you say, Charles? Yeah, now now's the time you got to make your move with them conference standings. I, I think uh, once you start getting into uh, mid-January, you get definitely into the flow of what, what it is that you're looking for uh, week in, week out in, in conference. But uh, two-head monster, you got to get Carlos Marshall and Marcus Fitzgerald up and going at a great out of this past Monday. Uh, with Carlos Marshall scoring 19 points and Marcus Fitzgerald 18 points. Uh, and Dedrick uh, Boyd also had 16 points for Tennessee State. So you got to get that those guys up and going and get, kind of get into the groove so they can start climbing in the OVC standings. Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about A&T again, but on the women's side. Uh, this time, A&T got the first conference win. Big time, though. They did it in fine fashion. 88-50. Uh, I think that's what we call a beatdown against Charleston Southern. So it sounded like they were a little mad at the first start being 0-3. Uh, they found a way with the victory there. On Saturday, they host Winthrop. Uh, that's a 12 o'clock game, so a chance to see if they can go two for two. Winthrop is just 2-12 and 12 on the season, so maybe we can see a win streak for the Lady Aggies um, getting it done. So I'm fascinated what that looks like. Uh, any thoughts in terms of uh, the Aggies finally getting their first conference victory and doing it in such dominating fashion? A uh, second half shooting. It's, anytime you're over 50%, uh, Aggies got hot from the field. So, uh, congratulations to the AT in terms of getting it done. Shannon Scott, 15 points, five assists. Faith Blackstone, 14 points. And Sharika Mitchell also had 14 points. So, hot shooting in the second half. Let's see if they can carry it over to Saturday. Yeah, going down to Hampton Lady Pirates, we kind of get the flip. Men are doing well for the Aggies, it's the women doing well for Hampton. They're sitting at 2-0, and oh, but they hadn't been able to play a couple of games in a while. So it's got to be frustrating for a team that believes that they can get something done in the Big South. Um, but they're sitting at 2-0, and 6-6 oh, six and six overall. Um, be interesting to see if they can play uh, their next game, which is against High Point, as we talked about, 6-6, six 5-10, six, and 10, which is a Saturday game in terms of what that looks like. So we'll see uh, what Hampton, Hampton got going on. In terms of the OVC uh, on Tennessee State side for the women, Fascinating to see that. The women continue to play really well. They're beating Southeast Missouri State 56 to 31 now um, as they're dominating by 25. So you got to believe they're going to find a way to win that. Then Saturday, uh, they are at home and they host Austin P as well. Austin P uh, sits at 11 and 5. So a much stronger women's team for Austin P that they bring in. But Tennessee State is playing well themselves. Uh, they sit at 4 and 1, second place in the conference behind Belmont Bruins. Uh, one game ahead of Murray State, which are four and two. So it'll be interesting to see if Tennessee State, the Lady Tigers can continue where they are surprising everybody coming into the season with a first year coach, second year coach, 
in terms of what they, they be doing with that freshman that is just hot as nails out there out of Houston area. What are your thoughts in terms of Tennessee State or Hampton, uh, what they continue to get done in this side? Uh, with Tennessee State, uh, this is what we talk about with those true data points. So you get a pretty strong team coming in. Uh, we're going to get an opportunity to really see uh, where this Tennessee State team has progressed. And I think we touched on with the Hampton Lady Pirates. They've had a bunch of uh, uh, postponements in there. Uh, it, it's kind of staggered the season, kind of staggered the momentum for them. So be interesting to see where it goes from uh, this upcoming Saturday. Yes, very uh, point well taken. Let's sneak into Mia. We're going to start with the women, and then we'll take a break and come back maybe with some more of the men's side. When you look at the MEAC, they had a game yesterday, Coppin State, North Carolina Central. And the reason I wanted to stick in the MEAC is they haven't been able to play a lot of games, so they get a chance to really see uh, what may emerge on the women's side. From the game they played yesterday, Coppin State got it done against North Carolina Central, 66-43. Uh, the women uh, uh, for North Carolina Central are struggling, uh, pretty challenging. They're 0-3. The Coppin State is 2-0, so they find a way to continue to get it done. But the big games that we're looking at is what comes up on Saturday. All four teams are – all eight teams, I should say, for four games are scheduled to be played Saturday. So this is fascinating. You have South Carolina State at Maryland Eastern Shore. You have Howard at Morgan. North Carolina uh, Central at Delaware State. Coppin State at Norfolk State. I would say probably the game of the week this Saturday is Coppin State at Norfolk State. I would say Norfolk State, yeah. Right? That's the one you want to look at in terms of what's going on. Obviously, Howard is always doing what they're doing, and the games flip. So on Monday, you have Morgan State and Norfolk State, another chance for Norfolk State to make that statement. North Carolina Central at Maryland Eastern Shore. South Carolina State at Delaware State. And then another big one, Howard at Coppin State. Boy, we'll get a chance to really see what things look like at least early on in the MEAC race for the women's side when you talk about Coppin State taking on both Norfolk State and Howard. I'm fascinated to see what that looks like for Coppin State. What do you say about those matchup series Saturday and Monday? And you always sneak in. Be careful about that Monday. Monday nights are always the wild nights uh, that we see uh, with regards to HBC basketball. But how fun will it be to get an opportunity to see uh, Joe Bryant from Norfolk State and uh, Ninda Tark, that huge half-court buzzer beater against Morgan State uh, going up against each other. So, And what a time it is to be a Coppin State Eagle uh, when you take a look at the women's and men's basketball team. So uh, looking forward to this weekend with these amount of matchups. Yes, to give you some indication of what we're talking about. These teams, these top three teams are in the mix. Coppin State sitting at 2-0, as I said. Howard Bison at 1-0. Norfolk State is also at 1-0. And just, just sneaking in that mix is South Carolina State at 1-0. So it's fascinating. Morgan State, Maryland Eastern Shore, North Carolina Central, um, particularly Central struggling at 0-3. But Morgan State, they're just one game back. They're 0-1, yeah. uh, both of them respectively. So it's fascinating what you see there. Stick with us. We'll be right back as we get into the second half. We're going to come back and talk about MEAC, the men's, and then we'll get into some SWAC, men's and women's. We'll talk about these matchups coming up this weekend. should be fascinating as things get going. And obviously, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with Jackson State women. They just are thumping everybody. Had some people out there talking about Jackson State giving us the strong signal, right, putting up those muscles. No doubt about it. Jackson State women's basketball is strong. Stickers will be right back after this break for the second half of the show, getting into the third quarter. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. Them belly full, but we hungry. 
Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Oh, we've got a good thing going. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404 698-3992 or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com for instant coupons text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131 Mango's Caribbean Restaurant Authentic Caribbean Cuisine For 200 years Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember they can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service with Slowburn. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. It's more than a mobile lounge, it's an environment and an experience rich in history, luxury, and personality. An elegant extension of any celebration occasion. It's the perfect escape and meeting place, a space where you can relax or enjoy a shared passion. Have Slowburn plan your next big event or before you are planning to celebrate your win over your athletic rival, you can shop our collections at www.slowburnwaco.com. But if they want to tap, uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna lose, yeah. And who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes And pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington's on assignment here with Professor Bishop. Let's get into the MEAC or stay in the MEAC, but we'll shift to the men's side. Interesting ball games. Start out Howard Morgan State. Uh, Morgan State is hosting Howard. Both of them are six and eight in terms of their overall record. That's a Saturday three o'clock game. But when you talk about conference standings, you have Morgan State at one and one and Howard at zero and one. But we saw how well Howard played Norfolk State. Obviously, what they did against Notre Dame in terms of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s Day uh, Monday showcase game that was on Fox. Fascinating to see what this matchup made intertwine. You have South Carolina State at Maryland Eastern Shore, North Carolina Central at Delaware State, and then you got Coppin State at Norfolk State. Norfolk State at 3-0, Coppin State at 2-0. I think Norfolk State 
is the place to be. This no, weekend, we're talking about men's and women's, that kind of yeah. showcase. Yeah. Uh, particularly on Saturday, but also on Monday. Uh, talk about those matchups. Let me give you Monday. It flips over just for dexterity. We'll do it. Morgan State again in Norfolk State, as we said. Howard at Coppin. North Carolina Central and Maryland Eastern Shore. South Carolina State at Delaware. The race is starting to uh, shape up. Interesting to see. Obviously, South Carolina State is 8-10. and 10. They were playing well coming in here, but they lost two conference games. I'm also interested in this, at Delaware State at 0-1-1. Is this chance for South Carolina State maybe to right the ship and at least show what they showed in non-conference play, especially right in as they got in the conference race, or do things just turn in a different direction? Give me some of the games and matchups that you're looking at here and why. Uh, Norfolk State, uh, those are the games that jump out uh, at me with Joe Bryant leading me at scoring uh, 16 uh, points per game, uh, taking on uh, – uh, uh, give me again who, they, who they're playing Saturday. Saturday is uh, Norfolk State in terms of uh, – excuse me. Norfolk State is hosting Morgan State. Uh, Morgan State, Detorian where? Uh, Detorian where a nice score for uh, Morgan State. So uh, I love that matchup with those two going head-to-head. And then uh, I, I've got an opportunity to, to sit down and watch Howard in their play against Notre Dame this past Monday. Uh, this is a team I, I really like, Kyle Foster and, and Steve Settle. Uh, those two guys really got it done against Notre Dame, uh, going a little bit more into conference play. Uh, both of these guys are in the top 10 with this scoring uh, in the MEAC for Howard. So uh, watching what they can do going forward should be uh, really fun. And then um, I mentioned uh, Coppin State. Coppin State's playing some really good uh, basketball right now. They got a couple of nice scores in, in terms of Ty Corbett and uh, Jesse Zarswell, uh, both guys who are both in the top uh, 10 and scoring for Coppin State. So you got some guys who can put some put the, uh, the uh, ball in the bucket. So uh, should be some really good matchups this weekend in the MEAC. Yeah, great point. That Saturday is Howard at Morgan, Coppin State at Norfolk State, and then Monday – Morgan State and Norfolk State, and obviously Howard and Cotton State. So fascinating to see what that looks like, that, that split. So a lot of good action. Let's switch over to the SWAT and bring it a little closer to home, as they say. Loaded match of games. You have six games on Saturday. Man, that's a lot of great basketball when you talk about the SWAT. Um, yeah, Mississippi Valley State at Grambling. Jackson State at Bethune-Cookman. Alcorn State at FAMU. Arkansas Pine Bluff at Southern. Alabama mm. State at Prairie View. Alabama AM at Texas Southern is that's not enough for you. And then obviously Monday they split. Um, that is Jackson State at FAMU. Interesting to see what that looks like again. Does the football translate to the hardwood? Would it be some interesting uh, smack talk there? You know, what is this looking like in terms of that? Maybe not so much on the women's side, but on the men's side. Let's start with the women first. Uh, Shivery's not dead. Alcorn State at Bethune-Cookman. Alabama State at Texas Southern. Mississippi Valley at Southern. Alabama A&M. Prairie View, Arkansas, Pine Bluff, or Grambling when you talk about what's going on then. So much fascinating action when you uh, really shape it up for the swag in terms of the women. Before I give it to you and let you do your thing, let me give some updates for those that haven't been keeping up with it. Jackson State, the Lady Tigers sit at 5-0. Controlling things at this point, you do have Alabama State and Southern behind them at 4-1. The nice thing about this, if you're Jackson State, they've already played Alabama State, and it was on the road, and they gave Alabama State their loss. 
We haven't had the head, the head matchup against Southern Jaguars, so we'll see what that may mean in terms of moving forward. Team sitting behind that is Arkansas Pine Bluff. Four-game win streak. Sneakily getting done, right? Some people tried to write them off. They lost the four two, first two in terms of conference, but they've won four straight. That's interesting to me. Then you have those teams that are hovering in the middle, three and three. And Texas Southern, the Texas women team, the three and three, right behind them with three losses but just two wins, are Alabama A&M, Florida A&M, and Grambling. Lady Tigers sit at two and three. Then behind them is one and four, both Bethune-Cookman, Grambling State, excuse me, uh, Alcorn State Lady Braves are one and four. Then you have Mississippi Valley at one and five. In terms of the matchups, what sticks out to you and why in terms of women's basketball? Arkansas Pine Bluff uh, at Southern is the one that sticks out for for me. Uh, when you take a look at this Arkansas Pine Bluff team, they won four in a row. They started out 0-2 uh, on the road, but they've come roaring back. And I tell you earlier that I think that was kind of my little sleeper team in the swag in terms of keeping an eye on them. And they seem to have righted the ship. Uh, when you take a look at uh, some of the players they have, Zay Green is in the top 10 in scoring for UAPB. Uh, she's averaging 14.7 points per game. Uh, but you also got Khadijah Brown. She's one of the 12-point uh, scorer, but she's also one of the top rebounders uh, in the SWAC. And as mentioned, uh, Joyce Kennerson, she's also in the top 20 in scoring. Uh, she's averaging double digits, 10.6 points per game. And the interesting thing about the Southern Jaguars, they don't have a team leader uh, in scoring or rebounding, just as overall as a team, they get it done week in, week out. You and this is year to year. You never see uh, players like in the top ten to score, top ten in rebounding. They just are a, just a solid, solid team. So that's a real interesting matchup to see if UAPB can go on the road and get it done in Baton Rouge. Yeah, that's the big one to watch to me in terms of teams that are solid. Uh, what's looking like in that next tier? Uh, teams that may be able to make another statement uh, with a chance against uh, Jackson State. Fascinating that matchup. I love the way you put that in terms of Southern just being that uh, consummate team, that yeah. no necessary leader, which makes it a little more challenging in terms of scouting them. You can't say, hey, let's take away this away and see what we can do. You really have to talk about how you're going to have to move and play defensively sound because you never know who is going to do it. And what they like to do is they're going to find the open person, try to find a way to get it done. And defensively, they like Amoeba. They're going to ask everybody to get it done in different ways, which becomes a challenge. Very um, interesting looking interesting. at them. Very interesting looking at Southern. They have a bunch of players scoring six, seven, eight points a game. So there, there's not a one person to key on with regards to a true definition of a team, especially on the defensive side of the ball as well. The problem you have when that happens oftentimes when you play with somebody like Grambling, especially a rival or a team that can do that, um, at the end of the game, when you have a close game, you don't necessarily have somebody that you can go to that's yeah. comfortable that gets you some buckets. So that's where it shows up. If you can jump out on somebody and kind of have that amoeba and put that pressure on them and fold, you can relax because everybody can have fun, as they say. Everybody can eat. But when you have those nip and tuck games, it can be a little bit more of a challenge. Let's switch over to the men's side and see if we can find some excitement over here. I told you about the matchup. The one I'm kind of looking at is that Jackson and FAMU. I want to see what you're saying in terms of the men's side. The teams to look at, we had teams go down this past weekend. We had some teams that rebounded. Jackson State and Prairie View. Prairie View got a key victory against Alcorn State that was previously undefeated. 
Jackson State got two straight wins after being 0-3. So some teams have got some solid wins. FAMU has gotten back in the mix. So check out the standings as you look here. Uh, Southern Jaguars, Northwood State on the men's side are sitting at 4-1. and one. Then you get into this gauntlet of teams that are 3-2. and two. Literally <laughs> have four teams that are 3-2, and two, and you have one that is 3-3. Three and three. That is FAMU, Alabama State, Alabama A&M, Grambling Tigers at 3-2. and two. You have Texas Southern at 3-3. Three and three. So it's fascinating when you talk about that. But when you talk about the three loss or flip it that are 2-3, and three, now you get into Jackson State I just told you about, 2-3. and three. But Thorne Cookman – a two and three, and you have the fan of even Prairie with two wins at two and four, uh, as well as Arkansas Pine Bluff at two and four. This race is tight in many different ways, especially this early in the season. Mississippi Valley even has a win at one and five. What games are you interested in this week? Uh, actually, Jackson State taking a trip to Florida AM. Now, that, that's one that uh, is interesting. Florida AM, they've won. Three in a row, Jackson State, uh, after it looked like they were on life support, uh, losing the first three games in the conference, uh, huge wins over Prairie View and Texas Southern, two teams that uh, we both know they're going to be right there in the thick of things toward the end. But they were able to uh, protect and, and hold serve at home, getting wins all, over those two teams. So that's going to be a very interesting one to me. I expect the Florida a crowd to <laughs> come out and give Jackson State a little, little something, especially uh, if you enter those Florida a DBs. I think you want to talk to Malachi Wild when he comes down there. So that, that'll be a really interesting. Uh, you talk about the human highlight film to see if uh, Wyman can get down there and, 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 and get a couple of those ducks, get that Jackson State team up and going. He's really given them a, a huge spark in terms of what he's been able to do out there on the court. Uh, the shooting hasn't quite come around yet, but uh, he, he has the potential uh, to go up and, and get them going on one of those little uh, 6080 runs with some of those electric plays that he has. So that'll be a very interesting game to me. But I think the thing that you kind of look at early is nothing has jumped out uh, at you yet. You mentioned the glut of teams sitting there at, at three and two, and everybody has been beatable. Uh, we've seen that. We saw Alcorn with the early statements uh, uh, jumping out uh, in, in terms of conference play, but Prairie View, uh, from what I was able to see with them this past week, I was I've sat there and said, this is, this is a team that's going to be right there in the thick of things as we get toward mid-February going, in, going into late February. So, I, you know, I just think there's so much parity right now in the swag. It's hard week to week to say this is going to be a W for this team. Right. And that's why I think this weekend is key for the home team. Yeah. This is a weekend where home teams have to find a way to sweep. But if you can find any of the road teams that can get one or sneak out two for sure, it really starts to change some dynamics. And so that's what I'm fascinated when you just look at it. Like you said, some key matchups, fascinating. But those Texas teams that were picked to be at the top of the conference, they're back at home. If they're going to find themselves back in the race and, and make a statement, this is a time where they have to find a way to sweep at home. So I'm fascinated with Alabama uh, teams, both Alabama State and Alabama A&M, coming to Texas. That is Texas Southern and Prairie View A&M. Who is going to be able to jockey themselves and kind of shake themselves loose, maybe to some degree at the middle? And it'll be just the way you have it if all of them kind of split and go one-on-one and, one and just keep everything. <laughs> and that's going to be really interesting. Alabama A&M coming over here doing the Texas two-step. Uh, can Prairie View and Texas Southern, can their defense hold down their scores, Jalen Johnson and Garrett Hicks? So uh, these two guys, uh, they're both double-digit scorers. They're both in the top ten in scoring uh, in the league. So defense will be a priority. Like you said, those home teams, they got a whole serve this weekend. 
Yeah, I agree with you. It's fascinating. Sneaky, sneaky one to keep your eyes on before we go to this break is that Saturday. All Corn State and FAMU. Obviously, we talk about the money with Jack State and FAMU. That's the big one in terms of football. But in terms of what Alcorn four and one, they had that tough loss. Can they rebound? But they have to find a way to do it on the road in a new environment. I think that's a sneaky one to keep your eyes on as well to see if Alcorn can continue the momentum they had before that tough uh, Monday night loss against Prairie. MJ Randolph has an opportunity to put his name on everybody's lips in the SWAC this weekend. He leads the SWAC in scoring. He's scoring 20 points a game, but two dogged defensive teams coming in this weekend in all corner Jackson State. Oh, I really like that. Great one. Great one. This is Dr. Bill inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington Charles Fisher. We'll be right back after this break. We're getting into the fourth quarter. Yeah, we're talking about the women's basketball, men's basketball, but they play four quarters in women's basketball. I know men just do two halves, but we're going in the fourth quarter. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger. That's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. You really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left. And who the ball? So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville with Inside HBC Sports Lab. I wanted to give you some updates. And we talked about the CIAA, the SIAC. Some of those programs are doing pretty well. Let's sneak in here uh, in terms of that. Uh, matchups on the inside and see what we can get, uh, what's going on here. Kind of fascinating what to look at here. Obviously, Winston-Salem State sitting at 5-2, and 2-0 two, two and oh, when you talk about what they're able to do. Key matchups uh, as, as they get into it this weekend. Um, they are at on the road at Fayetteville State and at Johnson C. Smith in the next couple of games. Be fascinating to see what that looks like. Those are some key matchups when you start talking about teams that are trying to separate themselves in the race, along with Livingston uh, in terms of what they're trying to do. Um, those are games that going to make the difference when you go down the straight, uh, 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 go down the stretch, I should say, uh, with you see Johnson C. Smith hosting uh, Livingstone in terms of that matchup. So those are some things that just kind of capture my eyes when you talk about 
a little bit on the race there. Before we go into the SIC, um, did want to talk a little bit about uh, the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference playing some good basketball over there, a lot going on in terms of those matchups. They had some cancellation this past couple of weekends when you get into it uh, as they uh, still struggle to try to get it in. But some matchups, one that features NIA versus Division Two, that's Gulf Coast Athletic Conference against uh, SIC is a matchup between Edward Waters College and Tuskegee. Fascinating. Obviously, Edward Waters is talking about making that transition as they go from the NIA uh, and they've been accepted to the SIC. That's one that's sneaky uh, for me in terms of what that looks like uh, as they try to get back in some action. But more sticking with the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference. You have Dillard in terms of Orlando Smith, Russ at Tougaloo. Yeah, I mentioned Russ at Tougaloo. <laughs> Out there. Yeah, I yeah. want to love, but then back and play that with Philander Smith at Russ. So those are some key matchups. Tougaloo at Fitz. Fitz has gotten back in there as they're in the Gold Coast Athletic Conference. So those are some key matchups in terms of what stands out to me in terms of what's getting on. As you get into it a little bit in terms of SIC, we told you about the standing in so many different ways of what's going on there. Uh, you have Miles College sitting at 71. Uh, but you have Benedict and Morehouse sitting at 81, 82 in terms of their conference rates. So if you look at Benedict in terms of what they have matched coming up, they have a big one against Savannah State, particularly on the women's side. More on the women's side, yeah. So that's yeah. one. Keep your eyes on that. That's in Columbia. So you have Savannah State traveling. And Benedict, you know, they play really hell or well at home, but that's one that you got to keep your eyes on. It. And then they go into Atlanta. Uh, as you talk about next weekend. So it's a little further off, uh, but I'm always fascinated to see what's going on there. So I want you to pick out some of those games. Let me know your thoughts on some of that on the men's side. Obviously, they have Morehouse. I told you that they're sitting right there in the mix. They had that game, the big rivalry game. How can it happen? At Clark Atlanta University was postponed. COVID gets us again. I hate it uh, when yeah. you talk about that rivalry. Uh, but they did go on the stretch. You're talking about at uh, Fort Valley State, at Savannah State, uh, in terms of what goes on there. So that's an interesting stretch for Morehouse uh, coming into uh, next week after the postponement. Of all those matches, I know I gave you a lot. CIAA, Gulf Coast Athletic Conference, um, talked about a little bit of SIC. Want to give some love over there in terms of the Red River Athletic Conference. McNeese, I mean, uh, Xavier continues do well as they transition their first year into the Red River. Really got off to a great start in terms of what they were able to do in volleyball, but they're getting it done. Basketball as well in a lot of ways. Shout out uh, to Langston and the Sooner Athletic Conference. Some basketball, just keep your minds on. Give some love to the NIA. All that. That's a lot, That's a lot y'all. Pick out your poison. What direction do you want to go? Let's go Savannah State women, 14-0 and 0 going on the road to Benedict. That's going to be a good one. Normally, when we're talking SIC uh, women's basketball, it's Benedict that's right there uh, in the mix. Both miles, uh, men and women's team, uh, doing bang-up job thus far uh, in SIAC play. But shout-out to uh, Lane College Dragons. Uh, they're women. Uh, they're averaging 92 points a game. Uh, they're filling it up. So uh, those are some uh, teams that are really have caught my eye over there in the SIAC. So we got a lot of great matchups, but uh, Savannah State, 14-0, going into Benedict this weekend. That, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, great point when you talk about that. 
I told you about Xavier on the men's side. They said that 11 and 2 was 2 and 1 in the conference race. Uh, when you talk about the Red River Athletic Conference, it's splitting the division. So in the East Division, Xavier over there with Texas College and Jarvis Christian in terms of the HBCUs. Uh, Texas College is sitting at 4 and 4, hadn't been able to play any conference games. Your Jarvis Christian is struggling 4 and 8, 0 oh and 4. Uh, and then you get into the West, which is Paul Quinn and Houston Tillerson and Wiley College. Paul Quinn, that is not eligible for postseason at this point, but on the mid side, check out what they're doing. 15 and 0 and 4 and 0. They mm. talk about good basketball being played, being played in Dallas. Well, that new court must be resonating uh, with the men's program. We saw that with Paul Quinn's women. Dopest court ago. in the nation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. So I wanted to make sure I uh, give some love to over there. And the refurbished arena. You know, it's, it's about 1,500 real quaint and stuff in there. But when you put that together, really nice uh, work for what they're doing. And even on the men's uh, women's side, they're 10 and 4. Uh, two and two in conference race to give you some ideas in terms of the West Houston Tillerson, Wiley College struggling one and four and oh and one respectively in terms of the conference race. Xavier is getting it done, also sitting in the second position, eight and five overall, three and one in the conference race. Uh, wanted to give some love to Jarvis Christian, uh, although they sit at three and five and two and two. Texas College four and four and has not played a conference game. So that gives you some updates in terms of what's going on in the NIA well. So Wanted to show you some love there. Yes, give you that picture of the Quinnite Nation. Shout out to uh, President Sorrell out there, really doing a dynamic job. If that's any indication what you can do with a uh, program that loses accreditation, uh, there's a lot of hope for what can be done for Morris Brown in terms of them getting the word that they got the accreditation back. So I'm fascinated to see what this looks like in terms of how you rebuild HBCU uh, that is many people thought was closed uh, in terms of what they're doing. So shout out to that. That'll do it for us. Brings us to another close of the show, another week as we get into some weekend action. Thank you for listening to Inside HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta the Dean of HBCU Sports, coming from inside the lab in the college of HBCU Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday. Again, thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday, as we said, right here at 6 o'clock. We look forward to you next week as we discuss the latest news in the lab. Who got you chuckling over there, Charles? Give him some shout-outs. Who got you? I, I, I hear Roy Newton over there. That's what made me just chuckling. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me, Dr. Janica Bill, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. He's ready. The quiz is on Inside HBC Sports Lab 1. That's Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube that's inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles. Course. Rod. Lecture. Dismissed. <laughs>